The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied by an adult. A deadline. Hi there, and welcome to the Electric Vicuna Podcast, original audio drama from 12 years of productions. I'm Jack Ward. This week, we're climbing on board with Coach Number 6. You know, Coach Number 6 was written a few years before it was produced, but with changes in my life, there was little time to get all the editing done. Thank goodness for John Bell. John is a good friend and a tireless advocate for audio drama, the Sonic Society, and great stories. I loved having him in tonight's performance and loved even more his aid in getting this show out in time for Transcontinental Terror, our annual collective horror series in which companies like Icebox Radio Theater and Chatterbox Audio are regular participants. So without further ado, here's tonight's feature, Coach Number 6. Enjoy. What seat do you want? Right here. You sure you don't want to sit by the window? Okay, right here then. When are we going to leave? I thought we were the last ones on. It won't take long. They just have to stow the luggage. I want to go to the dome car. Wait till we get going. Jamie, could you shut off the game until we're out of the station? Fine. There's Mom! I see Mom! She's waving! Dan too! Spiffy. What's taking so long? See, I told you. Bye, Mom! Matt, sit down on the seat. The train is moved. Bye! Sit down. Okay. <laughs> Everyone have enough pillows? Yeah. You sure? It is a long trip to Montreal, you know. Yeah, I know. Be right back. Why is Dad so upset? I just waved. He doesn't like Dan. Why? I like Dan. It's a grown-up thing. I hate those. 
Waiting for the bathroom? Uh, no. Just, uh, a couple of pillows. Never have too many of these. Sorry about that. Seats were old in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. First time on the train? Huh? Oh, no. No, I go every year. It's kind of a ritual since I came over to Canada. I take my daughter every year to Montreal for a week or so, and it's the first time I'm taking my son. Sounds nice. Kind of thing you never forget. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir. How many pillows do you want? Uh, uh, three. Oh, no. Uh, four. Nice break for the wife. Pardon? Nice break for the wife. You know, to take both kids. Suppose so. Yeah. I understand. It's just... I don't get a chance to play dad often. It's not often I talk to a conductor handing out pillows. Does that make me sound a little stressed? No, don't worry about it. I'm not really... Hey, have we met before? You look really familiar. I... I get that a lot. One of those faces, I guess. Here we are. Four pillows. Can we go to the dome card now, Dad? Sure. Jamie, can you stay here by the stuff while I... Got it covered, Dad. Thanks. We'll go later, just you and me. That's okay. I'm 13. I can find the dome card on my own. You may be 13, but you're still 13. Don't wander off. Yeah, I'll soldier on. Run out of batteries, miss? What? Your game. They have batteries at the tuck shop, just two cars down. No, I'm good. Your brother seems excited. Yeah, he's gone critical. It's his first time. You're a pro, though. I can tell. Eighth year in a row. Seasoned veteran. Would you like some blankets? Sure. There you go. Will there be anything else? No, thanks. Um, mister? Yes, miss. You're the conductor on the train, right? One of them. Sure. See a lot of families? All kinds. How can I help you? What's the best excuse you've seen a daughter give her dad not to do the same thing eight years in a row? Thanks, Dad. I'd love to go with you. Yeah, I thought so. Have a great trip, miss. Yeah. Tickets, please. Hey, George. I didn't know you were riding today. Hi, Dennis. Yeah, I'm in car number four. How's it going? Ah, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I haven't seen you for a while. Took some time. I know what you Excuse mean. Excuse us? No problem, sir. May I see your ticket, please? My... Oh! Oh, of course, yes, um... Uh, here it is. Can we get something to eat, Dad? Yeah, sure, sure, Matt. Uh, let's just get back to our seat There first. you go, Mr. Gianelli. Thanks. Too bad you couldn't take a sleeper car. It's a long trip to Montreal. I know. They were sold out. No worries. We'll soldier on. Have a pleasant trip. Thanks. Sorry, George. I'd better get the drinks running. Me too. You know what we say. A customer's always tight. <laughs> At least the good ones are. i better get back to my car, too, before they wonder where I wandered off. Hey, let's grab some tea on break, okay? You got it. Tickets, please. Have your tickets ready. Matt, wake up. What? Have you seen your sister? 
She must have gone to the dome car. That was over an hour ago. Did she come back? I don't know. I fell asleep. She should be back now. Maybe she's watching the movie. Yeah, that's probably it. Don't worry, Dad. Just the same. I'm going to go check. Sorry to wake you. It's okay, Dad. Can I help you, sir? Yes, I hope so. Have you seen a young girl around the observation deck? I really have just started here. I could call up and ask if the last purser saw her. How long has she been gone? She's not really missing. I think she's just out exploring. How many cars are there? There are six coach cars, ten sleepers, and three different domes. In the front, there's the first-class dining and two others, but she's not allowed in those. Are you sure you don't want me to call the purser? No. No, it's... Just, well, she's just turned a teenager. Say no more. I've got a 14-year-old at home. Secretive, moody, zits. We've forgotten it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Do you want one of the plates? I've got some leftover trays from dinner. Uh, thanks. We actually uh, fell asleep during the, during the dinner hour. Two, then? Yeah. Yeah, for my son and I. I'm afraid I don't have a third for your daughter. Thank you, that's okay. Uh, just the two would be fine. Thanks so much. Where's Jamie? She's out exploring, I guess. What's that? Dinner. I brought plastic forks and knives. Mama never let me eat this late. Well, I won't tell her if you don't. Dad? Yes? Where do you think Jamie is? I don't know. Do you think she's... Just eat your dinner, okay, Matt? Dad? Dad! What? What is it, Matthew? I don't want to have a tumour. What? What are you talking about? A tumour. Teacher says potatoes are tumours, and most people think they're vegetables, but they really aren't. And Jeffrey Sinclair's father had a tumour, and he said... No... It's not a tumour, it's a tuber. A what? A tuber. A potato is a tuber, not a tumour. Oh. So don't worry about getting a tumour from eating potatoes. Oh. Okay. Dad? Dad? What is it, Matt? I don't want to eat my potato. It's not gonna... I know. I just don't like potatoes, okay? Yes. Fine. It's okay. Just don't eat the damn potato. I'm going back to look for your sister. Will you be okay here? Sure, Dad. Don't go anywhere, okay? Sure. I'll do right here, Dad. Promise. Good boy. Sorry. Sorry about dinner. I'm... I'm worried about... I know, Dad. It'll be okay. Be right back. Sleep tight. Excuse me, have you seen my daughter? I'm sorry? Remember me? The the pillows. Oh, oh yes, of course. What's wrong? My daughter. My daughter is missing. Missing? Yes. I thought she was gone to the dome car, but she's not there. And I've looked all the way forward, right up to the engine, and I can't find her. Okay, try to relax. Try to relax? I left my son alone most of this trip because I'm trying to find a daughter on a train. 
It's not like I've lost her in a mall or on a street somewhere. A train. Where could she go? It's not like she could pass by without me knowing. Please, sir. I'll check this way. She might have met someone she knows in one of the front cabins. Go check aft. She might have gone back to the lounge car. We'll find her. We just have to soldier on until we do. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Don't thank me, sir. It's my job. Matt. Matt! Do you mind? It's two in the morning. Have you seen my little boy? Your what? My boy! My boy! I left him right here! Damn it, he wasn't supposed to leave! Did you check the washrooms? No. No, of course not. I, I mean, I'm... Of course I should. Sorry. Sorry to serve you. What did that man want? Next time we're taking the plane. I don't care how much it costs. There's too many weirdos on the train. Is there anybody in there? No. You! With the tie, come here! Mr. Gianelli, please, if you would just head back to your seat. The other passengers are complaining. My son and daughter are missing. For how long? My daughter for hours. My son... God, just a few minutes. When did you see them last? Please, we don't have time for this. Did you check the washrooms? Why do you think I'm here? It's empty! Please, Mr. Gianelli. Please keep calm. We'll find them. I'm sure they're just in one of the lounges watching a movie. I can check around myself. The other conductor is already doing that. Can't we, can't we stop the train? We're just past hope. There's no place to stop. If we can't find them shortly, I'll contact the authorities to meet us at the first crossroads we can get near Boston Bar. Why don't you check the bathrooms in the other car? Maybe this one was occupied when your son... Okay. Mr. Gianelli. What is it? You said the other conductor? Yes, he, he went forward to check the sleeping berths. But I'm the only one working coach this trip. But, but, he was in the car behind. He, he... Maybe it was my partner from first class. I'll call ahead. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm going to check the other bathroom. Bill, yes, we still have a couple of missing kids down here. No, no. I don't think there's anything to worry about yet. Have you seen... No? Well, I think we should inform the engine. Yes. I think. No. No. Not yet. Uh, Bill, one other thing. Were you just back here? Oh. checking up front. I took a cursory look around. I couldn't find anything. Was that him? What? Was that the other conductor on the phone? Oh, yes. Yes. He was just telling me about your son. He's not back here. We've got to stop the train. And check every place. There's no place to stop right here. We'll just have to soldier on, Mr. Gianelli. Why do you keep saying that? Isn't that what you always say? I talked to first class. George... What are you doing here? Doing here? He's looking for my children. You're the one who called him. Why are we wasting time? Trying to sleep here. I'm searching for my children. The hell with your sleep. George, how did you... Sorry, Dennis. George, stop! Don't pull the... Mr. Gianelli, he's not a conductor. No, but... 
He's, he's tied. He used to be a conductor. He's not working this train. I know him. I know him! Wait! Wait! What's the matter, Mr. Gianelli? Frank? Don't like heights? Well, uh, my children. When I was a kid, I loved trestle bridges. I used to walk on them all the time. I don't recommend looking down. I'd say that's more than a hundred feet. Well, uh, my children. Dead! Both of them! No! You murdering bastard! You'll just have to soldier on! Stop! Oh. Isn't that what you told me, Frank? Told me to soldier on? I... No, you... Ah! Oh, my children! I used to work the trains, Frank. I had a good life, you know! Please just tell me where they are, please. A few debts. Just numbers, really. It's all numbers, you know. You're supposed to be a number, Frank! Coach number six, seat 9D. They assign all the numbers, and we're supposed to treat you accordingly. Oh, don't tell me, God help me, I'll kill you. I don't treat people like numbers, Frank. I never did. We're human beings, Frank. We have lives. I didn't grow up so I could be someone else's number. I I have a wife and kids. Had. Had a wife and kids. Till you took them away. I don't even know you. Why, why don't you understand? I don't know you. And that's somehow supposed to make it all better, Frank? When you came to take my car and all my furnishings, did you even look at the name on the address? Or is it just a number to you? What? My name, Frank! I'm George Shepard! When I tell you that, does it even matter? You're in the business of repossessing people's lives, Frank! You're the cockroach of our society. You wait until someone is at their weakest point in their life, and you scuttle in with your trucks and your cockroach employees, and you suck everything from a happy, loving home until it's all marrowless bone. Do you know me now, Frank? Oh, God. Yes! Not even now when it's important! I can tell you still don't recognize my face. That's pathetic, Frank. You're pathetic, not me, not me. You took everything away. I had a problem, a little problem, a paycheck behind, and then you scuttled into my life. So you can imagine when I saw you there, asking for pillows for your family, when Dennis said your name. I remembered you, Frank. How could I forget? You've still got your kids, Frank! Where are mine? I'm sorry, I never... Save it! 
when I begged you in front of my wife and children not to take the furnaces. What did you say? What is it you always say, Frank? Please, come on. It's your favorite way of looking at yourself in the mirror. After all, you're just a good little soldier following orders. Don't worry, Frank. You'll get over it. You'll learn to live with everything taken from you, like you took from me. You'll soldier on, Buster. <laughs> Are you afraid, Frank? You've lost everything. The fear of death is just not that important, is it? Dennis! Mr. Gianelli, we found them. Your children are fine. Please, don't let them fall. Yes, your boy was in the compartment above you, asleep. Do you hear me? He was asleep. Jamie? Tied him in the baggage car. She's scared, but not hurt. Please, help him. Give me your hand. No. I... You don't get to be a hero, too. George, please, give him your hand. No one was hurt. Don't do this. Dennis. Give me your hand. Give me your... I'm not a number, Frank. Oh, no! No! Oh, my sweet lord. I, I couldn't reach him. He wore the white shirt. A striped tie from her uniform. I never thought, I mean... I know we missed the work, but... Ah, George. Where are my children? They're with Bill. <laughs> Thank you. Dad! Dad! Oh, Jamie. Matt, come here. I didn't know if I... Enough. Enough. Just hold me. It's all my fault. It's... It's all my fault. Momentum can pull you down a track with little choices, fewer switches. Moving forward can make you a little less human. Easier to take orders like good little soldiers, working by the numbers. Imagine that Frank Gianelli now has an opportunity to change all that. Do you? Are you still there? Or is this a deadline? Coach number six was performed by David Alt, John Bell, Christine Spruin, Rory Ward, Shoel Strang, Mark Penny, Dan Roy, Annika Borg, Colleen McIsaac, and Dan Bray. Music for the Deadline Anthology is composed and performed by Sharon B. Coach number six was written and directed by Jack J. Ward and produced and edited by John Bell and is an Electric Vicuna production. From all of us at EVP... Good night from Halifax, Nova Scotia.
So, what's up? What do you mean? You usually call on Friday. Did I take you from someone? <laughs> no, baby. I was just curious. One of your finest attributes. Flatterer. So? Do I need an excuse to see you during the week? No, no, of course not. I just wasn't expecting to see you so soon, that's all. You're not disappointed, are you? Whatever for. Get the check? <laughs> not just yet. Let's talk first. You are full of surprises. We didn't finish dessert on our first date. How's work? Oh, same crap, different day. Something I can get you? Ryan Coke. Actually, we'd like to see your wine list. Wine? Ooh, you do have something, don't you? I'll never tell. Just let me know when you're ready. You like Chardonnays? Maybe. Well, uh, we need a few minutes. Take your time. She's cute. You think so? Definitely. <sighs> what? What am I going to do with you? Well, I've got a couple of ideas. Hey, I got your message. I, I came... Right after work? I'm sorry, I tried to call your cell at lunch. That's okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, Oh, no, no, uh, I want you here. Uh, can I take your coat? Okay. What's going on? I, I asked you both here because, uh, I, I know we've never talked about being, um, exclusive, uh, but you both deserve to know. Caitlin, Kalinda, I wanted you two to meet. Hello. You both know I've been offered a position at work, and I won't have the time to date two women. And to be honest, I don't think this situation is very fair to you two. You don't? No, baby. I don't. I know this is awkward, but I can't really choose. You can't? No. I, I care about you both, and, and really the only fair thing to do is... To let you decide. Let us decide. Yes. I figured you could talk it out. I don't want to pressure either of you, but I could see myself with... I mean, uh, I could see either relationship going somewhere, and I'd like you two to decide if one of you feels the same way. And what if neither of us wants you? Honey, I know you're in shock and a little mad, it's okay. I, I kind of sprung this on you, and that's not fair. It's okay. It must have been hard on you. It is. Trust me, sweetheart. But I know you. Both of you. And I believe you'll come up with something that will make you happy. That's all I really want. Your happiness. Both of you. And if neither of us wants you... I'll accept that. I'll be back in a bit. Uh, remember, this isn't my decision alone. I need to know what you, both of you, want. I... Shut up. I can't believe this. I didn't mean... Where did you meet him? The coffee shop? By our place? <sighs> what are the odds? He was nice. Bought you a mocha cream? I like mocha cream. What's wrong? What's wrong? 
I'm sitting in here with you, talking about what to do with our mutual lover. I know. Doesn't this seem surreal to you? I mean, he called and asked me to meet him here. And he called you. Yeah. He called you. His other lover. So he could have us decide who's supposed to continue going out with him. And he doesn't know that we know each other already. Aren't you understating the case just a little? I'm sorry. I don't think. It's not your fault. But I... I knew that you would... bastard. He's really not, Callie. I know. I know. Look, it's my fault. Don't say that. No, it is. You said you wanted to know what it was like. He's nice. Yeah. So what do we do now? (sighs) Jazz. What kind of a name is Jazz? I thought you were quitting. Don't start. This is a special occasion. I'm sorry. (sighs) Did you sleep with him? Did you sleep with him? He's a nice guy, Callie. That's not an answer. No, it's not. You never kept anything from me before. Well, how was it? It was... different. Please, don't be angry. I'm not... I'm not angry. I knew you were curious. I've just never been with a guy before. I had to be sure. And? What are you going to do? I told you what would happen to the guy I find you with. Please, Callie, don't. He's not a bad guy. I can't believe this. Okay, you wanted to know what it was like to be straight. You put this thought in my head, and I do this for us. Because I knew if I told you what it was like... Please, Callie, he's not a bad guy. No, he's not. I like him too. We can just tell him that neither of us... I mean, he knows that's possible. No. No? No. See, I can't just go on knowing he's there. It'll always be in my mind. You know what I'm like. I know. It'll be okay. I'll take care of it all when we get home. You go into the bathroom and roll up the mat. Put it on the sink. Why? What are you going to do? I'm going to fill the tub up with lye. I've got a pile of it in the van to take to work. I can miss a can or two. Please, Kalinda. He wouldn't hurt anyone. No. No, he wouldn't. Don't worry. There won't be anything left. There won't be a trace. I'll leave you. What? I'll leave if you do this. No, you won't. How long have we been together? Seven years. If you could leave, you would have. (laughs) I love you, Katie. I love you too.
It'll be alright. You'll see. You got everything you wanted. You got to find out, and now... Well, ladies? Welcome back. Did you have a chance to talk? Caitlin? What's wrong? She's just a little emotional, right? Right. I'm sorry. I I know this is hard. Actually, it's easier than you know, lover. Guess what? What? Well, both Katie and I have talked about this, and neither of us want to give you up. But... That's right, lover. Two for one. You get us both. Get the check. Shannon Hilchie as Kalinda, Joelle Strang as Caitlin, and Michael Chandler as Jazz, with Kelly Morehouse as the waitress. This Deadline episode was written, directed, and post-produced by Jack J. Ward. Music composed and performed by Sharon B. This episode was recorded at the Sonic Temple in Halifax, Nova Scotia, in association with the Center of Arts and Technology. The Deadline Anthology is an Electric Vicuna production. choice is extremely creepy for me. The idea that people we care about most are having all kinds of secrets from us remains for many people the chief fear forever getting into a relationship in the first place. Writing deadline shorts are fun because you really have a single scene to be able to tell a beginning, middle, and end of a story. You have to be complete, yet conservative, and it's a real challenge. However, if you've never tried to write a script yourself, I'll give a short a try. Next week, we complete our first series journey into the deadline with Rule of Three and the short Lighter. Until then, I'm Jack Ward. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you back here on the EVP Podcast. Good night. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.